track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Both drop in the big leg. Over for the cover. He got it. Unbelievable. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Awesome. He got it. Uh, connection podcast network welcome to the test loving nerding out dirty war podcast jt and marcus coming at you here and of course uh if you're watching us on video welcome to our youtube channel and if you're listening welcome to any podcast application where you searched us by finding us via the north south connection name and you should subscribe to both because we do have content while a lot of it is simulcast we do have exclusives to each feed as well so to sub to both and you can go ahead and uh, be up to date on everything we got to offer, as well as our social media, too. So, Marcus, like I mentioned, it is the nerdiest show we got going on here. We are watching and breaking down every single WWE pay per view in history in a seasonal format, which means we start with the first pay per view following WrestleMania in any given year. For this season, we started with Crown Jewel 2018, and we end with WrestleMania the following car- uh, calendar year. And that is WrestleMania 35 for this season. Uh, we like it that way because it, it really feels like it's the full duty year. They build toward Mania. Mania is the culmination. Um, and then we start a new season and we'll jump around. We are uh, watching these and grading them all on a plus minus system in a series of categories. So if you think of the most average wrestling moment, show, crowd, etc., that is your baseline. Anything that we occurs on a show that's better than that baseline gets a plus. Anything that was worse gets a minus. We net that all out. And that gives us our total war score. We also watch and grade every match, obviously. Uh, and we take Marcus's grade. We take my grade. We take that average. And then we do a plus minus from two and a half, which would be the kind of most routine average match you can get. So if our total combined score is a four, that's a plus one and a half for that particular match. Then we kind of add those up. Uh, so that's the match grade category, Marcus. But what are the other categories that we talk about on the show? We talk about build, commentary, 
the atmosphere of the event, notable moments and importance, our match grades, the card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And for an all-time match to be a plus, it is anything we both agree is 4.25 and above. And for it to be a minus, it is a match we both agree is 0.75 and below. All right. All right. So why don't we go ahead and dive into our first show tonight? It is not one I can say we've been looking forward to, uh, but we're going to get through it. It is our second Saudi Arabia show of the season. Look, it can't be worse, I don't think, than Greatest Royal Rumble, which is our currently ranked 100th on our list, the worst show uh, that we've done in all this, the papers we watched. It's at, at negative 17 change. Okay. Um, really, really bad. So let's see how Ground Jewel does, if it follows up any better. So this took place November 2nd, 2018 from, uh, you're going to have to check me on the pronunciation here. The other one was Jetta. This is Riyadh. Riyadh. Was it Riyadh? Yeah. Yeah, just Riyadh. Riyadh. Uh, Saudi Arabia, the King Saud University Stadium. Uh, we had Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young on commentary. Our special guest host is the Terry Man himself, Hulk Hogan. Uh, we could talk about the... You know, how wise it was to have him host a foreign show with Real American blaring in a minute. But as is, let's get to the card. Uh, we had a dark match or a pre-show match where Shinsuke Nakamura defended his United States Championship against Rusev. And then uh, we head into the World Cup tournament, which um, they decided to hold a tournament on the show. And uh, we have the full brackets here. So we get eight guys in the tournament. We're going to get the full tournament on this card. We open with our first quarterfinal match, and that is Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton by pinfall at five minutes and 30 seconds. I, I was, I'd call this an upset, Ray beating him on this show. Yeah, Orton's been pretty strong. Uh, I went two and a half. Um, didn't really feel like they were trying, but cool. Yeah. Like, e easy, good work. Uh, our next tournament match was Jeff Harvey uh, taking on Mike DeMiz. Uh, I went two and a half for this matchup as well. Uh, and the Miz, won. yeah, the Miz wins. So to me, that's another kind of surprise, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. And I should mention, I went two and a quarter on the opener. Uh, two and three quarters for this. I, I liked it. I just, I, I think I would have reversed these two. I would have had Hardy win, Orton win, and give us a rematch of Hell in a Cell um, to go on here. But as is, whatever. Well, I guess you need a Miz to win for the mm -hmm. storyline, but whatever. Um, all right. Next up is our third quarterfinal match, and that is Seth Rollins defeating Big Bob Lashley, who's got Leo Rush now as a spokesman in his corner. I, I like this. It was two and three quarters for me. Again, it, it's quick. It's uh, just five and a half minutes, but it was had a little zip to it, and Lashley's much better suited as a heel uh, during the stretch, so hopefully we're going to start to see him get on track a little bit. Bobby, hit him with the pose. Uh, <laughs> I went uh, two, two and three quarters as well. Uh, our next match, uh, our final, I guess, uh, opening round match on the raw side of the bracket was uh, Kurt Angle. Unfortunately, not Perk Angle. This is Kurt Angle taking on Dolph Ziggler. Uh, they really hyped up the amateur feel of uh, of this match, mm -hmm. and uh, I went uh, two and three quarters as well. Yeah, Dolph wins. Uh, it was cool that they put Angle in here. He's kind of been semi-active through most of eighteen, wrestled here and there. Um, so it's fine if you know they're always going to throw some legends on these cards, like so. Why not put him in there? Ziggler goes over strong, so fine. All right, so that brings it into the quarterfinals. Um, up next, we had our I'm sorry, we had our SmackDown Tag Team title match yet again as the New Day uh, lose to the Bar, uh, who retain their titles. We have Big Show seconding the Bar because, of course, anything that's any good or has any kind of heat, the Big Show is going to be inserted into the picture. Um, this was fine, maybe a little lower than you would hope, given who's in it and where they're at in their careers. But I went at three. 
This felt a little bit like a throwaway. If you're trying to shrink this card down yet again, this is a match you probably could have left off. Yeah, it's probably the um, the the floor for these guys. I went yeah. with a three as well. Um, our next match uh, is another tournament match, as it is uh, Rey Mysterio taking on Mike the Miz. Miz picks up the win here and uh, continues to be a uh, bit of an upset. Moving on through the tournament, uh, I went two and a half. And you're starting to look at the brackets and figure you're, we're going to get Rollins Miz in the finals, right? As you're thinking, well, I'm not going to do heel heel. Um, weird bracketing. I went two and a half as well on this. It was fine. It's average. Miz advances to the finals. Uh, our other semifinal did see Seth Rollins take on Dolph Ziggler, but Ziggler gets the win. Uh, so I went three stars on this. So we get a heel heel main event of the tournament with Seth Rollins. I mean, uh, with the Miz taking off Dolph Ziggler. Odd presentation, odd decision. We'll see where it goes in a minute. Uh, so three for me as well on that. Yep, three for me too. Um, next up is for the WWE Championship, as it is once again AJ yep. Styles taking on Samoa Joe. Uh, I went three and a quarter, um, and I think mercifully this is it for the uh, for the this series. This is it. This is the end of the feud. Yeah, it's a three and a quarter for me. I can't believe we're happy for this feud to end. I would have like. Again, like a potential dream feud for the world title, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and WWE. Like, what the hell? And they've been living in this three and a quarter to three and three quarter range. Um, so three and a quarter for me as well. Goes 11 minutes. And this is pretty much it. They just kind of throw Joe out there one last time. All right. Our universal title match is next. And uh, it's a little bit of uh, a mix up here. The title was vacated because Roman Reigns before the show uh, had to make his announcements that his leukemia, um, I guess he had been living with it, right? And then it, it just kind of flared up or he had to go get treatment, right? Didn't he say mm -hmm. he had it for like a number of years? Yeah. And, yeah. So and it was so. an issue. And then, yeah, you need to go take care of it again. Yeah, so he forfeits the title. So they put it, the vacated title line between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. They go three minutes. Brock wins. No shock. They always go back to Brock when any time of tumultuousness or trouble. Um, so Brock is back to being our universal champion. I'm at one and a half on this match. Just a, a, basically a squash. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else they could have done to get it back on Brock. I would have maybe made the, the tournament suddenly for the belt and then Brock just comes out during the finals and wipes out both guys and takes the belt or something could have been cool. <laughs> Instead, you're basically sacrificing Strowman. Yeah. Uh, this is like the third, maybe fourth time uh, Strowman's been heated up and the fans are kind of ready for him to take the title and uh, they take it away again. So they just mess with his booking too much for him to be taken seriously as a, a top guy. So yeah. uh, one and a half for me and uh, when in doubt, just remember that Brock Lesnar don't hop on no planes to do no jobs. <laughs> That's right. He's not flying across the world to lose. No. Um, our uh, our finals of the uh, the best in the world tournament uh, is uh, Mike the Miz taking on Dolph Ziggler. But wait, uh, before the match starts, Miz uh, Miz and Ziggler get into it. They start brawling. Uh, Miz goes to doing a, a, a double axe handle on the outside and uh, jams his knee. And uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to win. But Shane McMahon says, no, no, can't happen like that. So we get Shane McMahon taking on Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Shane McMahon is the winner of the best in the world tournament. I went one and a half. This is a stupid mess. Um, I hated every aspect of it. I love Shane pre-comeback. Post-16 Shane, I am not a fan of. I fight it to be very diminishing returns. I did not need him being involved in this match. Um, 
and and winning best in the world like it's just stupid the angle that comes out of it i'm not a fan of either where him and miz will see end up you know being co best of the worlds um but i went a half a star i thought this was trash i really didn't like it from ziggler's point of view either like he's been booked really strong in the fall with the mcintyre team and the shield i see title feud with rollins was really good and now he's like losing the shane in this tournament it's just Real shit show. It's almost like Vince didn't make the trip, and he's and Shane was like, "Oh well, Dad's not here. I'm gonna get in and get crazy with things." Um, stupid decision, stupid end. Uh, not as stupid as our main event, perhaps, which is Shawn Michaels and Triple H taking on The Undertaker and Kane. It is Shawn Michaels' first match since WrestleMania 26, and also his last match. Uh, he comes out of retirement to have this tag war, just like last uh, time that Triple H and Taker fought at Super Showdown. They go 28 minutes in this tag. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be. You know, I know you're not a Sean guy, but I thought Sean was the best part of the match. Uh, he worked his butt off and still had it. The other guys could all you know, plot along. It's it's a it's definitely a mess. DX wins. Um, you know, Taker and Kane are pretty much presented as heels in this too. Uh, but these guys are all all pretty much iced. Like they're all cooked and gonna be done. Uh, I went one and three quarters, and that was feeling very generous. Yeah, I'll say something nice about Mr. Heartbreak. Um, when when he puts his, uh, you know, whatever political issues aside, mm-hmm. backstage or whatever, um, he can be really good even in a retired state. Like, he dragged this match. He willed this match um, above being <laughs> all-time bad. Yeah. Um, so 1.25 for me. Um, you know, it, it's bad, but going back and rewatching it, it's not the train wreck that I remember it being. There's still a, a baseline of. Uh, it's know. just too long, just like everything else. Yeah, it's too long. It's too long. But even even with the injuries out. and everything, it still ends up yeah. being like, you know, not all time bad. All right. So that's a, a total war score of negative one pretty bad right for evolution we were at an eight this is negative pretty much the exact opposite um so a real bad in-ring show uh let's get to the categories to build we gave them a point for the world cup concept brings in some upper mid carters blends and feuds and qualifying matches so we actually went a two on the concept of it like putting on this one night tournament was a good idea a point for the bar regaining the tag titles over new day on smackdown 1000 to head on to the show a point for Joe and Styles and their feud rolling on shifts away from the family stuff. Finally, gets more focused on the fight, and then a point for the DX Brothers Destruction feud. I mean, the build was fine. It's set up in the Aussie show. They had a showdown on Raw. Like, there's at least something to it. It's not just like a thrown together Legends match. Yeah, I um, I wish they'd gotten to the Joe Styles like competitive angle of the feud a lot sooner. Um, would have helped. But let's get into the minuses. We've got uh. Reigns, like we talked about, having to forfeit the title uh, due to the cancer diagnosis. Um, thankfully, he's going to be back uh, not too long after this. Um, just two guys put together to fight for it in Braun and, uh, and Brock. Uh, big Show being shoehorned with the bar. Uh, <laughs> why do they always stick him in these angles? Yeah, and he always cools him off. Um, and then Corbin is acting GM. Um, just kind of silly nonsense, especially since they never really do anything with like him capitalizing, mm-hmm. like his position of power. Um, he's still like a, a bumbling idiot. So yep. uh, that's it for the minuses. All right, so plus two for build. So not bad. Commentary, we did a point for Dim doing a fine job explaining Rollins' recent struggles. His mind may not be focused. Everything going on with Reigns and the Shield and everything. So yeah. Uh, Ambrose, this is like there's a lot going on for him, so he's got a lot to juggle. Um, for <laughs> for the minuses for commentary, uh, Graves and Renee, way too much fake arguing mm-hmm. all throughout the show. 
doesn't have a natural old school flow. No. Um, doesn't feel conversational. Doesn't feel natural. Uh, it, Her it's calling him Graves constantly drives me nuts too. Come on, Graves. It's yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. Um. Like they they can't you can't say anything on this commentary team without like somebody coming like cutting in and trying to one up you or right. just flat yeah. out disagreeing yeah. with what you said. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of arguing, uh, Cole saying Orton is attacking Ray because he was embarrassed. Um, even though Orton is clearly upset about being eliminated, he's not like embarrassed. Um, Groove's uh, way too over the top in his message board style defense and trolling. Uh, and then Cole and Graves freeze, they really freeze out Renee as uh, the show goes on, mm-hmm. uh, especially during the main event. It's like uh, yeah. when Oklahoma City Thunder free, uh, froze uh, Reggie Jackson, I think. <laughs> when passing the ball for a couple of games, uh, that's what it felt oh. like the main event. I forgot she was on the call. Negative four for commentary, so that's more in line with the season. Uh, atmosphere gave it a point for the amazing set, the arena, the graphics, that little magical Aladdin sparkle when they pop up. That was cool. Uh, you know, a point for Hogan. He, he's the host, and he gets a big pop when he comes out, which is crazy. Uh, a point for the fantastic Orton entrance. It felt epic when he came out. A point for Kurt Angle's entrance to get the full USUK engagement and all that. Uh, a point for New Day. They come out on the magic carpet. That was really cool. Uh, a point for the crowd vibe with AJ and Joe. It was actually really good. They had a nice buzz through that match. A point for the big pop for DX's entrance. And a point for the big hot Undertaker entrance. And a point for the crowd. It's being lit. As much as we showed in that main event, the crowd was super into it. This crowd felt much more wrestling oriented than than mm-hmm. greatest Royal rumble that felt like forced uh papered this one felt like they actually kind of knew maybe they've been following more since the last one but this seemed like there was a lot more engagement it felt more like a wrestling crowd than like a exhibition-y spectacle crowd yeah um i think it reflects in our minus category too um there's a, like a, the cavernous feel to the arena leads up to a lot of like awkward signs for long stretches of uh, the card, which doesn't help the matches. Um, doesn't help them gets like the next level. Uh, no reaction for GM Shane and then the, the crowd dead for the Miz Dolph heel dynamic. But uh, overall, it's not too bad on atmosphere for this. Five. No, it's solid. Kind of honestly carries things on the show. Mm-hmm. Notable yeah, moments. More alive. Little moments we gave one to Renee Young getting to do commentary, and obviously it was a battle early on, um, given their standards and uh, expectations with females. So getting Renee to be able to do, call the show was was a big deal at the time. Uh, a point for Miz beating Hardy and Mysterio clean. They're really rehabbing him after the Brian feud, so that's you know pretty good work. Notable there for him. A point for Lesnar winning the Universal Title, and we get we went three points for this you know, final main event because you get Sean's first match from WrestleMania 26 retirement. It's a big deal. Lay it on top of the first ever match actually between DX and Taker and Kane, which you think those four would have crossed paths at some point as the teams, but they hadn't. So we, we gave him the full historical plus three for that. Those two things. Yeah. Uh, for the minuses, we've got uh, Orton loses easily during his psycho push. Uh, that was a bummer to see. We got Shane winning the best in the world tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just useless. Uh, the women still can't wrestle on the show during the Revolution era after, uh, like, the women's pay-per-view. They just had their own pay-per-view two weeks ago. They literally just had the pay-per-view about, like, and shattering they left off the show, you know? and, Yeah. So, and I remember that was a, a hot-button issue mm-hmm. at the time, too. That, um, so minus yeah. three for that. Uh, that alone brings mm-hmm. us to a one for the category. Uh, that, that really hurt, took away from this. So uh, match grade two ago was a negative one. Card structure. Never a, never a strong suit of the season. Uh, we give a point to Orton attacking Mysterio, which sets up the show-long through line of Mysterio being banged up. A point for the pre-match inset promos from everyone. 
uh, in-ring, you know, intros with, you know, kind of with their resumes as well. Nice touch for a foreign show with some new fans. And then a point for Rollins and Ziggler getting back together after their feud earlier in the year. Yep. Uh, for our minuses, uh, opening with bad Terry. He's lost his luster. He's lost his fastball and his changeup. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly 15 minutes of Gaga, brother, before a, uh, a match bell rings to start the show. Uh, weird heel heel attorney finals. Uh, the finishes the finish uh, feels like a house show. Quick and anti climatic all night. Uh, the Miz injury and Shane and Corbin arguing derails the whole pace of the show. And this this show was better paced than most in the season. Mm-hmm. It was better than Greatest Royal Rumble. I think it's like almost like an hour and a half shorter if I remember. Right? It's like it's much tighter. We don't have the prayer break. We don't have the panel. We don't have all the video. Like it was definitely a little bit there's way less propaganda. So it was like much tighter. Like this felt more like a normal mm-hmm. event of this season versus like the Saudi super show that we had in April. Um, so credit and points for that. But um, yeah, stuff like the Shane and Corbin just slowed it way down when it was kind of moving along nicely. Yeah. Too much sports entertainment, pal. Uh, not done yet uh, with the minuses. We got DX and the brothers destruction. Uh, the, they should have um they should have been on earlier. They should have opened the show like Greatest Royal Rumble and mm-hmm. then you close with your current stars. Um the video package for, for the old man war starts with 45 minutes left in the show. Um so I guess that's an improvement on a super showdown. Um uh, and you get Sean's return for this match, not worth blowing up his perfect ending at WrestleMania 26, or at least make it count better. Right. And it, they didn't make it count here. All right, so negative five for card structure. Um you know, rough setup. Rewatchability, we'll see. Um, I, we just gave one point. No more propaganda, awkward hype segments. I just felt like that, like I said, a standard 2018 bloated show versus just a weird, awkward, everyone feeling like they're forced to gunpoint hype hype session that Greatest Rumble was. <laughs> uh, for our minuses, we got starting the show desperately with Hogan and Real American blaring in the Middle East. Uh, that was certainly a decision. Uh, we've got the Miz injury and all this stuff with Shane just kills what was a passable show uh, and it was really humming along up until then. Uh, Shane continues to be brutal in 2018, minus three uh, for the, that whole package. Uh, Shane's punches, the the oh, brutal. the ball and lazy-eyed Shawn Michaels uh, wrestling is it's off-putting, you know? And, and then they make like the action figure of him too from the show. <laughs> yeah. Look like it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean almost dying when nobody catches him off the top rope moonsault to the floor. Like this poor guy came out of retirement. Yeah. You know, and then you let him die on the floor. Out here. <laughs> he weighs 175 pounds. You know, catch <laughs> right. him. Uh, and then terrible Triple H pedigree on Kane to end it. Again, he's persevering through the torn pack, but he's calling audible, guys. Negative seven for rewatchability. It's not a rewatchable show. No all-time matches. They avoided an all-time bad, so credit, I guess. But, Marcus, that gives us a total war score of negative nine. <laughs> so, not good. But it is, like, almost eight points better than Crown Jewel. I mean, uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. So, I guess progress. Progress there. Yeah. And I don't think it's us just, like, nitpicking the Saudi stuff. Like, I thought – I went into this one with, with an open mind. I'm like – you know, I like the presentation of it. I like the structure better, but it's just still so much just bad in there. Um, so that puts it as our hundred and first worst show of all time, um, at negative nine. The greatest Royal Rumble is the only show below it at negative seventeen point two five. So, yeah, not great. 
No. Um, show was humming along up until I felt like the last handful of matches. You know, you get all the stuff with Shane. You get all the Corbin nonsense. And then you get the, the old man fight. Yeah, and I should say, too, this is tied with um, Over the Limit 2011. So oh, okay. uh, that was also a negative nine. But uh, we gave the uh, nod to greater uh, to over the limit because that um, you got Orton and Christian, right? Yeah, and that's the best match of the two. So, um, so I should say this is actually our hundredth rank show. I was uh, off on that. Uh, we've done one hundred and one so far. Greatest Rumbles are worst at one hundred and one. Uh, this is one hundred. So there you go. Um, but yes, Orton Christian at over the limit makes the tiebreaker there. So wrestling classic just above those at negative six. Night of Champions eleven at negative three. WrestleMania eleven at negative point seven five. Those are our negatives. That's all we got for negatives. So two of the six negatives are <laughs> the two Saudi shows of the season. All right, let's see if we can turn the juju around here. We're going to go to Survivor Series two thousand and eighteen. Are you ready to close over the Survivor Series? <laughs> close out the night here um so let me go ahead and pull this up this took place on november 18th from the staples center in los angeles our announced team michael cole renee young and Corey graves to raw tom phillips byron saxton and Corey graves to smackdown and then we get to vic joseph nigel mcginnis and percy watson for our cruiserweight title match uh from 205 live so uh, a lot of commentary here uh, teams, we have a 22 minute pre show match, Marcus. Uh, as Team SmackDown featuring the Usos, the New Day, Sanity, Gallows, and Anderson, and the Colognes defeats uh, Team Raw, which was Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the Revival, the B Team, the Lucha House Party, and Ascension. So, there you go 22 minute 10 on 10 Survivor Series classic match on the pre show. So, not, not bad way to start the show, I guess. One for uh, the guys. We- we then get into our women's Survivor Series match, which is Team Raw versus Team SmackDown as well. And that is Mickey James, Tamita, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, and Bailey taking on Naomi, Carmella, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Asuka. And uh, Team Raw wins that, which is the uh, Sasha team I mentioned a minute ago. So Mickey, Nia, Tamita, Bailey, Sasha in just under 19 minutes. Uh, Alexa Bliss is the manager of that team. She's injured. So they're having mm-hmm. her just kind of be the captain. Um, it was again fine, whatever. Uh, I went two and uh, three quarters, so solid opener. You get all the women showcased off of Evolution, making it feel important that you get them all on the card. Yep, just a tick higher for me. I went with three. Um, our next match is a champion versus champion. We have our intercontinental champion Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. And most of these are all non these champion champion matches are all like non title, we should say. It's just kind of best versus best. It's all about brand supremacy, pal. Yes. Um, but these guys uh, have a great match. I went 3.75. Uh, yeah, I am with you at uh, a four. I, I thought this was actually really good. Um, when you look at the grades, like, you know, Helena Cell was very good in ring. The show's up there with it. We haven't had much great in ring action throughout mm-hmm. the season. Um, but this is definitely one of the better matches we've seen, I think, consistency wise. So, yeah, I mean, they go, you know, 22 minutes. It's a nice bounce back for Nakamura, too, who has, you know, kind of been a little MIA a bit. Like, he's been on, but not like in meaty stuff since the AJ feud. So it was cool. Um, to see him here and kind of get like a classic showing against Rollins. So a nice little hidden gem, I thought, on that match. 
Up next, we have, uh, I believe, another champions match. It is the Raw Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions as the Authors of Pain, Akam and Razor, uh, Razar, uh, defeat The Bar. Uh, clean in nine minutes. Drake Maverick was with uh, AOP, of course. Big show, naturally, with The Bar. Uh, I went two and a half. You know, I feel like The Bar has been scuffling. They're one of my favorite teams ever, but I haven't been, like, super thrilled with their last few outings like the two new day matches we talked about were kind of whatever and then this is like they're losing to the aop i know the AOP were presented strong but the bar is like one of the best teams ever and i don't know this didn't feel like anything too they're hot. a rare case of a of an act going to smackdown and not like getting better um they they really booked them yeah a lot of like no win situations um so i went a uh, two and a half as well which is pretty standard um, up next, we have a cruiserweight title match as the only title on the line tonight. Oh, wow. Um, Buddy Murphy successfully defends against Mustafa Ali. I went three and a half. Yeah, 12 minutes, three and a half for me, too. I, like we talked about last episode, I like Buddy's cruiserweight title ran a lot um, and they gave him some good, good opponents. So they out, he's delivered now. He's two for two on pay-per-view uh, with really good cruiserweight title matches. So, um, all right, we have our other. Uh, Survivor Series style tag match with Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. We have uh, for the men's this time Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley defeat Team SmackDown, which is The Miz, of course, fucking Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Um, I feel like this Hardy run is a little forgotten how much involved he was in a lot of these big pay per views and matches. Like he's since the return, because Matt's kind of fallen off with the delete, deleter of world stuff, but. Jeff's really been heavily featured. Um, so I went two and three quarters. You know, I, I'd say disappointing when you look at the talent involved in it. You know, they give them the time, 24 minutes, but it just felt like they didn't. I feel like a survivor match with this type of talent should be like a minimum three and a half, like all day, you know? Yeah. Um, fell short of that for me as well. I went with a three. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really to write home about as far as I'm concerned. Um, but... We do close the show with a bang. Uh, our last two matches, uh, we have Ron Rousey taking on Charlotte Flair, who is replacing uh, the man Becky Lynch. Of course, this is the infamous uh, face breaker incident with Nia Jax and the invasion on SmackDown, or the invasion of SmackDown on Raw. Um, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but Charlotte Flair is stepping in here. Um, Rousey's going to win by DQ when Charlotte uh, gets flustered and uh, loses her cool with the kendo stick. and then Piece of shit out of her. Yeah. An all-time assault on yeah. uh, Ron Rousey. I went four and a half um, for the match, which was outstanding, and then mm -hmm. the package. I can only describe as a slightly lesser version of, like, Eddie and JBL right. um, from Judgment Day. Like, it's missing the all-time play job. Uh, some of it, but like the intensity isn't that far off. No, it's um, great. This is a really good segment. I went for it. I mean, it's a great match. Uh, it, it's definitely one of those ones that lives up to its reputation. And yeah, this is the Becky getting busted open. So really, this is where it elevates Becky here. Like she had already been pretty over since SummerSlam with the heel turn of the title reign, but this is what really supercharges her push. Uh, the infamous, you know, shot of her standing with the cutoff SmackDown tank top and the, the bloody broken nose uh, still fighting with the bloody nose. So this really, really puts her on the, the map all the way up to Mania. Um, so, yeah, four for me. Great match. And then we have an awesome main event. Brock Lesnar defeats Daniel Bryan in a champion's match because Daniel Bryan is our new Dodi champion. 
we'll talk about in a second, but he defeated AJ Styles and ended his epic title reign on SmackDown. Uh, so Brian, this was supposed to be AJ and Brock. Brian takes the spot, and it's kind of a dream match we never thought we'd get because we thought Brian's career was over. We do get it here, and it delivers. I went four and a half on this one. Yeah, uh, four and a quarter for me. Um, and this is where Brian really starts uh, my my favorite section of his WWE work. Mm-hmm. Um, for so, there's always something just a little bit off for me with his WWE work, but right here I really start to get in that pocket. So this is. Fantastic way to close the show with these last two matches. All right. And a great in-ring show, seven and a quarter, uh, which is really, really strong for us. So, all right, let's get to our categories for build. Uh, Daniel Bryan going heel, winning the world title. He ends AJ's long reign. We get a dream match with Lesnar. I went plus three on that. Like, I think you, you hit everything here, right? Daniel going back to heel, world title reign. AJ's had an epic reign that comes to an end, plus the Lesnar build. So, boom. Three points for Bloody Becky as well. Uh, that's an iconic moment, iconic shot. And again, it leads us to Charlotte Ronda here. A uh, point for the AOP and Drake arriving on Raw to win the tag titles. A point for uh, Mustafa Ali defeating Tony Nice to get the title match against Buddy Murphy, who's been dominating 205 Live. A point for Lashley's heel turn to become the Almighty. That was much needed. Uh, and then a point for Charlotte Rousey coming out of the Bloody Becky injury. So um, that was, you know, a pretty good replacement if you had to have one. Yeah. Um... For the minuses, we've got the build suffering due to random brand versus brand slotting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the Shane and the Miz co best in the world stuff. It just has Shane way too involved. Too much. In the show too much point. Shane. We saw it earlier. We didn't talk about this season, but earlier this calendar year with the Shane um, versus uh, Owens and Zane, just like the worst stuff of Owens and Zane's career was with Shane earlier this year. So just some of the worst shit ever on SmackDown. Um, so, but that said, plus eight for build. It was a very well built show. Yeah. Uh, commentary, a point for a good job on 205 live commentary, pushing Ali's climb back into the cruiserweight title picture since WrestleMania, a point for the crowd being red hot, uh, during actually, I guess that should be in our atmosphere, but it probably all adds up anyway, a point for the crowd being red hot during Ronda and Charlotte, that'll shift the atmosphere. Uh, great job calling the story of the main event, all the aspects of it, ramping up with the action down the stretch was really, really good. Yeah, uh, for the minuses, we got Brand Brattle talk all night. We went minus two. It's all about brand supremacy. Uh, the one time a year that SmackDown and Raw compete in head-to-head competition. That was a tagline and branding of the show by the announcers. Um, not like we didn't just see Raw and SmackDown complete, uh, compete at Crown Jewel right. and Evolution. Yeah. And yeah, so on and so forth. Um, Graves says, speaking of killer instinct, as Tamina makes her entrance, uh, some unfortunate <laughs> timing there. Uh, destroyed line delivery. Runs in her blood. <laughs> uh, some destroying line delivery by by Cole, Renee, and Graves. Um, especially, it's especially bad in the last two matches. Like they have these prepared lines they're supposed to deliver, yeah. almost like a script, and people are missing, uh, you know, missing the cues, and it just it makes for a really unnatural commentary. So we went minus two there. All right, so that's a negative four uh, on the commentary. I, I took away that bonus point that we had given it by accident for atmosphere. So, um, you know, again, right in line. It's, it's been a weak year for commentary. It's not strong. All right, atmosphere, we gave a point for Asuka's entrance, which is great. A point for the loud 205 chance. The crowd really got into the Cruiserweight match. I'm telling you, 205 Live was just great during this run. Um, a point for the crowd being fully engaged and vibing during the brand survivor match added a lot to it. So plus two for that. And then the crowd being red hot for Charlotte's attack and fully engaged in that. So plus two for that as well. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got the crowd being mostly dead uh, throughout the opener until Sasha, Sasha and Asuka start to fight. Uh, we got the crowd not being happy uh, seeing Smojo taken out a minute into the match. Yeah. I mean, after his big title feud, he's out within a minute. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. 
Uh, the crowd is out on Ron uh, Rousey, despite the big face run that she's been having. Uh, they're all in on Becky with uh, mm-hmm. the Becky Becky chance during the match. Uh, and the crowd is kind of checked out for the main event, chanting boring, which, you know, might have been by design, but. Um, Come on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so it might have been out of might have been out of fear too. Right, <laughs> that that too. he was just going to eat him up. But. All right, so that's a plus one um, for atmosphere. Notable moments: we give a point for the authors of Pain debut uh, beating the Bar. It's a pretty big win. A point for Charlotte wrecking and injuring Ronda, and then a point for the dream match of Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, for our minuses, we've got uh, Alexa and I being friendly after their blood feud earlier in the in the season. Uh, Alexa cheering her on for her uh, for winning. Uh, Drake Maverick, this is the infamous uh, PP pants oh, spot. Oh, God, yeah. When Big Show uh, goozles him. We got Samoa Joe being eliminated within a minute after dominating SmackDown for the last couple months and really bringing, like, this raw intensity uh, and yes. sense of danger whenever he's in the ring. Uh, and then Rousey walks on uh, walks on her own. Man, maybe we should have went minus two here. Uh, this was really bad. Yeah. Uh, so that tremendous beatdown, the crowd is going crazy for Charlotte Flair. Um, you get to see this different side of Charlotte. Um, she's elevating her game, being challenged by Becky's uh, um, you know, rise to prominence. And at the end of it all, you have to have Ron Rousey walk out under her right. own power. Stretcher, and stretcher. the crowd completely boos all over it, um, yeah. and rightfully so. And then uh, SmackDown getting swept. Um, yeah, they don't win, they match. <laughs> the announcers even bring up as kind of like a – yeah. SmackDown got completely dominated tonight, <laughs> which is really fine bad. if it's going to lead to something, uh, but I don't think it does. Time. It's not like they get revenge. It's like just complete dismantling. So, I'd be on mute. Yep. No, am I? Can you hear me? Am I back? All right. So anyway, that ends up with a negative two. Um, for moments, so not not great. Uh, card structure, we give a point for starting with the classic Survivor Series match and upbeat women's entrances and showcase. That was cool. A point for the time that they gave to Rollins Nakamura to have that hidden gem. And then a point for the lack of title matches filling the card. On the surface, feels like a downer, but it's kind of a classic Survivor Series vibe. They, they never had title matches in Survivor Series. We've had a million pay-per-views in title matches, so I guess you could take one off and just do something different. Yeah, they come close to like, capturing like the All-Star game kind of vibe that they're going right. for. Um, for our minuses, uh, we have the usual quick elimination spots. Um, Shane having to be on the SmackDown team. Uh, it's always stupid, you know. He should get somebody else in there. Um, Ron's, the Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series match could have been better, longer, uh, and more intense with the talent in there. Uh, too much focus, again, on Shane and Corbin. Uh, Ambrose is a MIA after his big heel turn. We got Charlotte and Ron Rousey forced into a DQ finish to protect both. Um, Ron, you know, Ronda should have just took an L. Um, Brian just turned heel and wrestles as an underdog face all the main event. Yeah, time uh, they should have waited for the heel turn, maybe, maybe had him be a tweener when he beat AJ and then go full heel right after this because it's definitely a weird setup. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I know they they kind of course corrected on SmackDown after this and really get going, but uh, yeah, it's weird in real time. And then uh, SmackDown getting crushed head to head. Um, it's it's a really bad look for, yeah. Um, you know, your, your, your other show. All right. So negative four for card structure, uh, rewatchability, not bad. Uh, our truth trying to figure out raw versus SmackDown. Um, what's going on. Ms. Hypes Marine six on DVD 
And he says, I'll get everyone a signed copy if we win. And Truth says, yeah, I want mine signed by Becky Lynch, which is funny. <laughs> uh, a point for Murphy shoving Ali off the top, and he flies all the way back uh, into the ba- uh, barricade, which is cool. Um, a point for the Ali Spanish fly off the announce table. A point for Charlotte snapping, destroying Ronda with a kendo stick, pilmanizes her. That's that's all rewatchable, that whole fight. A uh, point for the great Brian and Lesnar big match entrances and intros. And a point for Lesnar's post-match shelling and escape win, putting Brian over even in a loss. So, you know, it didn't feel like he just waxed him, right? It felt like dichotomy to the Braun match where he just destroyed him. This is much different. I totally forgot about the the pilmanizing. Yeah, <laughs> she just walks away like fixing her yep. shorts so awkwardly. Um, for our minuses, we got uh, the awkward brand GM arguing with uh, Steph Corbin and Shane and oh, Paige. God, Paige, so many know? fucking authorial oh, this, this is during that time, right? Isn't this fighting? Yeah. My family's coming out. I think Paige, yeah, yeah. I think it's coming out soon. And I gotta love those uh, Shane O'Mac punches. We gave a minus one for oh, those two. God. Uh, all right, so plus four for rewatchability. We give one all-time match in Brian and Lesnar. And that brings us to, a, I would say, a pretty disappointing 11 and a quarter, Marcus. I think the legend of the show, I would, I expected it to finish higher, especially after I looked at my match grades. I'm like, okay, this is probably going to net out pretty well. has some pretty good build, um, some rewatchability to it. But the, there was a lack of moments. Uh, the commentary was not good. The card structure was a mess. So that all just kind of added up to really ding it. And put it down at 11 and a quarter. Uh, so when you slot that in, it puts it at 70, 72 all time. So pretty low. That's out of 102 shows. Uh, it is just below Hell in a Cell 2011, just above Bad Blood 04, uh, just above Fast Lane 16. So, you know, those are all throwaway shows. This is not a throwaway show, it's loaded with big time matches. Um, but it goes show on our scale. I think if this is a pure match quality ranking exercise, it would finish pretty high. Um, but when you look at our scale, that factors everything top to bottom. It's just lacking in a lot of spots. Yeah. When, when you add the context into the show, uh, definitely dings because I thought this was going to be like one of those like really, really great yeah. shows uh, that we watched this season. And just with the, the formula and everything we include. Um, right. I mean, like you know, Hell in a Cell blowing really... it out of the water is like a surprise to me, you know? Yeah. And again, like, there's just so much content during this time. I thought that uh, Charlotte and Rondo went on like mid show. So mm-hmm. I was shocked to see like, that was the semi main event. Yeah. Um. So just, it's, it's hard to remember everything that's going on during this, this. That's part of the problem. It's like so much content, so many things happen. You just, it's all forgettable um, in there. So, all right, let's read down our top 10 all time shows, Marcus. Like I said, we now have 102. We already talked about the bottom, right? Crown Jewel and Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, but let's get to our top 10. Our 10th best show of all time is Royal Rumble 2016 at 32 points. Followed by number nine, WrestleMania 21 with a 33.5. Number uh, eight, SummerSlam 15 at 35 and a quarter. Number seven is the 2005 Royal Rumble with a 36.5. Our sixth best show, WrestleMania 18 at 36 and three quarters. A new entry into the top five is Evolution 2018 with a war of 38. Tied for fourth and third, SummerSlam 1999 and SummerSlam 1992 with 38.25. 92 gets a slight edge due to having the best match. And number two, my lord, is SummerSlam 2001 with a war of 39. And our number one show of all time to date, War Rumble 2002 with a war score of 44. So it may be tough to top, Marcus. We'll see if anything... 
pops up that passes it, but we are almost done, my friend, with this monstrous season. Just a handful of shows to go. We'll be back in two weeks' time. We're going to cover TLC 2018, as well as the Royal Rumble 2019. It's a new calendar year as we start the home stress for WrestleMania, so exciting there. All right, so that'll do us for us here tonight. Be sure to check us out on uh, any podcast application. And like I said, on YouTube, we have tons of content on both. Some simulcast, some is individualized. So be sure to subscribe to both. Follow us on social media and our self-connection. Until then, live yourself and your life. Above replacement level, I'm done. We're out. That's it. Take care. Pass the test. Pass the test.